Good morning, All Saints. Mm, we could do a little better. Good morning, All Saints. There we go. I bring you greetings from the Seminary of the Southwest in Austin, Texas, where I serve as Director of Latinx Studies and Professor of Latinx Theology, Border Ministries, and the Multicultural Church. But before I start, I have a small confession to make. Here goes. I am kind of a fangirl of this church. <laughs> you see, this is not the first time I visit All Saints. Not that any of you would remember, but back in January 2020, right before the pandemic shut the world down, I had the honor of celebrating the Eucharist here in one of the Rooted in Jesus Eucharistic services. And ever since then, I may have online stalked you a bit. <laughs> okay, maybe stalking is not the right word, but I was deeply moved by the community here, by the beautiful liturgy, by the amazing music, and by your inclusive nature. That one visit left me in awe because this church proudly proclaims that it welcomes all. All Saints embraces the diversity of God's creation and welcomes people of all ages, races, nationalities, gender identities, sexual orientations, neurological and physical differences, mental health statuses, socioeconomic situations, and political persuasions to full participation in the life and ministry of this community. See, I told you I online stalked you because that's directly from your website. <laughs> if you didn't know that, go to that website, fabulous. But see, with that type of commitment to inclusivity and diversity, I often found myself tuning in on your Facebook page and worshiping with you online. So even though this may be the first time you meet me, I have walked alongside you for a while. I may not know your names, but I do know that there is something special in this place. All in all, I am honored to be here, and I pray that the words I share with you from this pulpit may be words that inspire you as you continue on the journey that God has set before you. I pray that the challenges posed will not dim your light, but instead embolden that fire and passion for the proclamation of good news in a world desperate and broken. Because isn't that what the church is about? Are we not called to the proclamation of the good news? Are we not called to follow Jesus in his way of love? The church, all of you, all of us, we are called to stand firm in our faith, to proclaim and live the teachings of a man that constantly flipped the script and turned everything upside down. We are called to follow a man who preached dangerous sermons about turning the other cheek, sermons of doing good and expecting nothing in return, sermons 
of loving those who hate us. Sermons directed not just to his selected few, but directed to all who would hear him. All saints, do you hear him? Do you hear the words of Jesus? The words he preached on the plain to the multitude. Do you hear his words? That was not a rhetorical question. FYI. In case you miss the words, let me repeat them for you. Love your enemy. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. Give to everyone. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Be merciful. Do not judge. Do not condemn. Forgive. For all the type A lovers of to-do lists that may be sitting here today, I present to you the list of the must-haves in order to be a follower of Christ. Jesus' sermon from today's gospel makes it quite clear how we are to live. As followers of Christ, we are called to live in a way that is countercultural. Jesus' teachings, his healing of all people, his preaching, his life, death, and resurrection were countercultural. Jesus stood for a new way of being. And we, as the church, are called to live that way. But here's the thing. It's one thing to hear these readings in church on Sunday morning. It is another to live them out every day. And I have come to the conclusion that while the challenges given by Jesus are indeed difficult, there's one specific line that if we were to live up to that one line, the rest of the list wouldn't be as daunting. And that line is, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. There it is, plain and simple. And it might also be the hardest part to live by. Because in order for us to live in a way that honors the other, we must first honor ourselves. If we are to see others as beloved children of God, we must first recognize our own belovedness. This is not a simple task. The world has done quite a number on us, and so does the lies that we need to be perfect in order to be loved. The world tells us we need to be the best and the smartest in the room in order to matter. But in the eyes of God, none of that is necessary. We are loved by God in all of our imperfections, in all of our brokenness. 
There is no use pretending we have it all together because God already knows us and loves us. Therefore, we must love ourselves. If we love ourselves, and I'm not talking about that self-indulgent, I am better than everyone else attitude, because that's not love. That's the opposite of love. The love I speak of is the one when we can look ourselves in the mirror and see that God resides in us. When we see that, then we can look at our neighbors and see God in them too. The beauty of that type of love is that it radiates and it expands. That type of love is contagious and it transforms our lives and the lives of those around us. That love is what drives this church to do the work that you are doing inside and outside of this building. God's love is here in all of us. Now, I know this may get a little uncomfortable, but bear with me. Look around. Not just at the people sitting next to you, I saw that. But really, look around. Right there, I'll see you guys. Look at the people in front of you, behind you, side. Look at those beautiful little babies in their white dresses. Look at the people sitting by you. For those of you joining us online, if there's people in your house, look at them. If you're by yourself, grab a mirror. Look. Don't look at me. Don't look at the preacher. Look at the people of God next to you. Every single one, a beloved child of God. Let me say that once more in case you missed it. Every single one, a beloved child of God. When there's moments in your life that you forget your own belovedness, turn to this community so that you may be reminded of it. When you see others struggling to love themselves, remind them that is what a beloved community does. It reminds itself of God's love for one another in order to do God's work out in the world. Now, I am aware that this sermon may be getting a little mushy with all of the love talk. And I know that sometimes emotions can make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. But if we are truly going to follow Jesus, we are going to be met with a lot of opposition. We are going to be met with hatred. We are going to be met with so many obstacles. But if we are going to walk with Jesus, we need to make sure that we will have a community that will support, encourage, and hold us accountable to this way of life. Now I say this because today as we welcome into the Christian family 
the beloved children of God who will be, who will be baptized, we are not welcoming them into a secret society or a prestigious private club. We are welcoming them into a way of life that stands against oppression and injustice, a way of life that speaks truth to power and will stand tall against empires designed to dehumanize those who are different. We are welcoming them into a difficult but oh-so-worthy way of life. And thus, we need to make sure we lead by example, by loving ourselves, by loving our neighbors, and by loving God. All saints, I am so excited to see what God has in store for you. I am excited to see from afar how your ministries will continue to grow as you enter a post-pandemic world. You are blessed. If you didn't know that then, you know it now. You are blessed to be part of a church that has the human and financial resources to be a beacon of hope in this city and an example of true discipleship for the church at large. As you all continue on your discernment of where God is calling you to be and how to best use your resources, know that there is someone a couple of states away cheering you on, praying for your continued growth, praying that you may continue to welcome and make sure that you are doing God's work by making a place for all of God's beloved children around that altar. This work will not be easy. Changes may need to happen, but trust in God. Trust in this community. Trust in the faces of the children of this church. The faces looking at you for an example on how to live. Continue to do the work of this church, the work of God for those children growing up in this parish. For those children outside of this church who need to desperately hear they are love. Trust God. Trust that love that you feel in this place. And never forget to do unto others what you would have them do unto you. So love others as you would like them to love you. Love yourself as God loves you. And be ready be ready for the surprises that God has in store for you. Amen.